You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're talking Pirates baseball today, this Thursday, the 16th of February, with Adam Barry, our Pirates reporter. Adam, thank you so much for the time. And, uh, Adam, I'm trying to ask uh, all of the reporters for the NL Central teams to uh, – to kind of give us a weather report now that you're out of the frigid northeast. And uh, I, I'm hoping that with you telling us of the warmth and sunshine where you are right now, it's going to help warm us up a little bit because I think it's in the 30s today and there's still snow. It's depressing. So so have at it. Uh, try, try to give us some warmth here through the microphone. Yeah, I feel bad because I feel like that's just what, like, what we do on Twitter. It's the start of spring training is just say, hey, the weather's nice down here. But, well, since you asked for it, it is about 70 degrees. I'm on a little self-guided walking tour outside at Pirate City right now. Completely blue skies, sun is shining, the grass is green, everything looks looks pretty good down in this part of Bradenton, Florida. Yeah, not not uh, too many complaints, I would think. Uh, so that's no. good good way to start things off. Uh, 70s beats 30s uh, every time, unless you're golfing. So uh, great <laughs> stuff there. Uh, it's a good place to start. And Adam lets us start with talking about uh, Juan Nicasio and the Pirates have decided that uh, this time. He's going to remain in the bullpen where he did finish off 2016 after kind of stumbling as a starter. But if you go back to one year ago, that was the plan then. And then he had this incredible spring training. Uh, The Pirates could not help but to put him in the rotation because he was so good. And, of course, we all saw how that worked out. Now, my question is, if he pitches lights out again, you know, albeit in relief roles, is there going to be any temptation to say, hey, you know what, let's, you know, let's try this again. Maybe we catch lightning in a bottle the second time, or are they completely committed to to keeping Nicasio in a place where they feel that he is the most comfortable? Yeah, I think they're committed to uh, to keeping him in the bullpen and sort of, you know, that multi-inning sort of versatile role that he played down the stretch last season. And really they've been committed to that all offseason. The question I kind of had coming into spring training was how – Nicasio felt about it because, uh, you know, kind of like you alluded to there, he, you know, it seemed like he was sort of set for the bullpen last spring and then he pitched so well. He kept talking about how he viewed himself as a starter. Uh, so I talked to him about it and he, you know, he said, no more starting for me. Uh, he said, you know, you want to be where you're the best and he's better off in the bullpen. You know, he could see himself sort of eventually developing into kind of a late inning, you know, one inning type of guy, but he's, you know, willing to take the ball as often as he's asked to. Uh, it, was, it was surprising to hear from him because he finished uh, really high up on the team leaderboard in both appearances and innings, just kind of a, a testament to how often and how, how hard he worked, uh, that his arm felt good at the end of the season. Uh, but he did more of sort of endurance work over the winter, kind of focused on, you know, being available and, and staying strong through, through the course of the season like a reliever might need to. But, yeah, he seems pretty comfortable with that, uh, kind of come to that conclusion that it's the best for his career right now, and it's certainly best for the team as they head into this season. Yeah, that certainly seems to be the consensus there. And, uh, you know, Adam, do you get the sense in talking to him and maybe some other guys in a similar predicament that, you know, maybe whereas at one time there was, uh, you know, much more pride in being a starting pitcher than, than quote-unquote just a reliever, but now given the emphasis on relief pitching and how important bullpens are to a team's success, is that stigma kind of gone or is it at least starting to go away, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, the the difference is still, you know, in terms of what you get paid, your salary, you know, the best starters still get paid more than the best relievers. But I think the overall importance of relievers is just so much greater now, uh, especially coming off of the postseason that we had last year. You know, everybody kind of realizes that you need 
not only seven relievers, you need seven good relievers. You probably need something more along the lines of like 12 to 15 relievers to, you know, to get through a full season. And, you know, the best teams have the best bullpens typically. So I think, you know, these guys especially here get it. But I, I think it's probably more the case just across the game that, you know, yeah, like you can carve out a really nice long career for yourself uh, in, out of the bullpen. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully that's the path that Nicasio uh, remains on here in 2017. It could be a very important part of that uh, revamped uh, Pirates bullpen. Uh, going uh, offensively now, Adam, uh, Josh Bell underwent surgery on the first of the month to remove a loose body from his left knee. I still kind of chuck when I hear loose bodies, but whatever. Uh, kind of give us an update on him, and uh, is he on the projected timetable to get back onto the field? Has it been sped up or slowed down, or where does that stand right now? No, it seems like he's pretty well on track. Uh, you know, he's he's been doing baseball activities. I think I saw him hitting in the cage off the tee today. That would be a pretty big step. Uh, you know, he's been doing some cardio work. He's throwing. You know, everyone from Neil Huntington to the head athletic trainer, Todd Thompson, have really just lauded the way that he kept himself in shape throughout the off season. so it shouldn't be too big of a leap once he is ready to kind of catch up with his teammates. The first full squad workout is tomorrow as we're speaking. That's Friday. So, you know, he's, he's probably not going to be running through everything with his teammates, taking batting practice and stuff like that. Probably not doing a lot of work at first base. But, yeah, he's recovering well. He seems really optimistic. Uh, he said the other day that opening day is not really even a question in his mind, which is certainly what you want to hear after the Pirates uh, released a statement saying that his status for that was to be determined. But, yeah, you know, he's not ready to be on the field two weeks out from surgery, but he, you could certainly see where – the optimistic side of that time frame is, is now become realistic. Yeah, no question. A, a young guy, a big, strong guy, and uh, somebody that you want to see on the field for uh, the entirety of the season. It's going to be exciting to see what he can do over the course of his first full uh, big league campaign. Uh, at, uh, Adam, let's go to the outfield now. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon and uh, Gregory Polanco. Let's start with uh, McCutcheon. Is, uh began the year last year uh, hitting number two and playing center field uh, 12 months later. He's going to be batting third and playing right field. So some wholesale changes here for the former MVP. Now, the, the numbers suggest that these are the right moves to make uh, as far as McCutcheon's attitude is I would think that knowing what we know about him and being a team-first guy, that he's got to be on board with this, correct? Yeah, I mean, he was on board with the, the whole switch to the number two spot last year. That seemed kind of like a radical change at the time. Little did we know he'd be in right field a year later. That would seem like a much more significant change. Uh, but he was comfortable in the number three spot last year. I, I'm not of the opinion that the batting order spot matters that much. You know, it was just he was in a slump while he was batting second last year, and he broke out of that slump while he was batting third last year. But it, it did not seem related to the, the spot in the order. It was more just mechanics and mindset and stuff like that. We have not actually spoken to Andrew yet. He checked into camp earlier this week, um, and, you know, he, he pushed his physical back to Friday morning before the first full squad workout. So, Hopefully we'll get a chance to pick his brain. He's going to be one of the most watched spring training stories, uh, you know, throughout baseball. So hopefully we'll get to talk to him Friday. Uh, but, uh, you know, Clint Hurdle, speaking for him, you know, and the conversations that they've had, said Andrew has bought into everything, basically. You know, he's, he's ready to go to right field if, he, if that's what's best for the team. He still thinks he can play center field, and he might still play some center field when Starling Marte is off or you know, injured or something like that. So you, you probably haven't seen Andrew McCutcheon play his last inning in center field. Um, but I, I think you're probably going to see him in the number three spot for the duration of this season, despite the, the logic and the data behind the move to the, the second hole last year. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it made sense uh, from from that regard, you know, batting him second, getting him more ABs throughout the course of a season. But, again, the numbers, you know, just weren't there. And, and like you said, uh, he did have better numbers batting third, even though you can't really attribute that to just dropping one spot in the order. Like you said, more mindset and mechanics. But, look, at the end of the day, if he's more comfortable batting third, keep him batting third. It's, you know, it's a pretty exactly. simple thing. That's what they're going to do. And hopefully success will uh, follow Mr. McCutcheon going forward. Now, one guy that you have spoken to is uh, Gregory Polanco. Uh, his uh, splits last year between pre- and post-All-Star break are uh, rather drastic. Uh, the last two months of the year, a struggle for him. So what has he done or what is he doing to ensure that he does not kind of fall off a cliff this year and he can put together, you know, uh, six solid months on the year? Yeah, we talked to Gregory Polanco and, and Starling Marte today, mostly about the outfield changes, but also you know, we had to ask Polanco about – you know, the, the slump that he had to end the season, what changed. You know, Glenn Hurdle has basically said that, you know, he may have gotten tired. He may have been, you know, struggled to adjust to the way that the league kind of punched back at him once they saw the, the really good success that he had the first half of last year. Like you mentioned, those numbers were, uh, you know, a, a middle-of-the-lineup hitter, a potential star in the making there. So uh, Polanco, he noticed that as well. He said that he just kind of got tired at the end of last season. So, uh, you know, he started his off-season routine after he let his body heal. He had a couple of minor nagging injuries down the stretch last year, so he rested for October. And then uh, he said he got back after it in November and worked harder than he ever has. That's kind of a cliche this time of year, but you get the sense that it was true is the way that Polanco was talking about it uh, today. So, he, you know, he really wanted to put his body in shape to, you know, not just get through the summer, but to get through September, October, and he even mentioned into November because you know, this is a guy who, who wants to play in the World Series. I think that in and of itself was a really interesting comment because you think of Polanco as this young guy, but you know now he's got a contract extension, he's got some security, he's established himself in the big leagues. I think this is kind of a guy who's you know maybe not a, a leader in the traditional sense, but you know he's moved on to that next stage of his career where you know he's he's playing to win, he's playing to win as a team. He wants to be a part of a championship club, and I think he realized that he can be a really big part of their success. You know if they're going to have a good year, he probably needs to kind of step into that. Or, you know, that third outfield star role that we really saw him kind of, you know, take strides toward early last season. So, you know, he's done all the right things and said all the right things so far. Just very curious to see how he holds up over the course of a, of a long season. Yeah, that's a great point. And, uh, you know, it, and like you said, it sounds cliche when guys say, you know, they're, they worked harder than they ever have before. They're in the best shape that they have ever been in. But, you know, when you look at it nowadays, there's so much emphasis and importance on what a guy does in the offseason. That's where the battles are really won or lost if you don't put in the work during those long winter months because the season is such a grind. So many demands placed on you physically and mentally. You've got to get your body and your head straight during those winter months to get ready, you know, for the 162 game and perhaps beyond grind. And that's what Gregory Polanco's done. And we'll see if the numbers uh, follow suit here in uh, 2017. Adam, to begin to wrap up here, as uh, you've been with the team now for a, a couple of days, uh, give me some things that have kind of stood out to you, uh, caught your eye, caught your ear. If somebody made a, you know, a comments that really stood out, I don't know, just, just your observations from uh, being down there as the guys are all back together for the first time since uh, early October. Yeah, I think the first thing is that Garrett Cole says he's right on track. He's throwing bullpens from the start with his usual group. That's obviously a step in the right direction after he came to spring training a little bit behind, uh, rehabbing from a rib injury last year. So that that's you know sort of the big piece of important news for the rotation. Yvonne Nova seems so comfortable. It's incredible to see how 
know, how comfortable he really is in his first spring training with the Pirates. That was part of what led him back here uh, to Pittsburgh when he signed in the offseason for what many people consider to be a, a lower value deal. He even mentioned that, you know, you can make money or you can be happy. And he, he chose to be happy you know, while still making plenty of money, to be fair. But uh, the other thing I think that stands out is the comfort of the young guys. You know, it's funny. Last spring, we were looking around at guys like Jameson Tyo and Tyler Glass, now Stephen Brawl, Chad Cool, uh, you know, some of those young arms, Josh Bell, the young hitters, Adam Frazier. And, you know, they were, they were still rookies. They were young guys. They were coming in, you know, they were you know, deferring to the veterans and things like that. But, now you come in and you see, you know, they're part of the nucleus right now. They are a very important part of this club. They seem comfortable. They seem confident in where they are. Uh, you know, I think a lot has to go right for the Pirates this season. Most of it's uh, through the young guys. But, you know, you realize that these are guys with pretty high ceilings. They have a lot of potential, and they certainly believe in themselves. And, you know, the Pirates believe in them as well. So it's been really kind of neat to see this sort of young core step forward, even in the first days of spring training, just with, you know, the way that they kind of own the room, the way that they interact with each other, the way they go about their work, uh, these kind of early workouts. So that's that's really stood out to me, I think, just being around the clubhouse for many hours in the morning and afternoon, as we do here in spring training. But it's been kind of neat to see, I think, and hopefully fans can kind of appreciate that as they kind of watch these guys grow up in front of them. Yeah, it's amazing how much can change in one year. You know, you see these guys go from, you know, wide-eyed kids to all of a sudden leaders on the team and the nucleus of the team and, and emerging leaders in the clubhouse. It really is uh, remarkable, and that seems to be the transformation taking place uh, with the Pirates right now as they hope for uh, big things here in 2017. Uh, Mr. Barry, uh, great stuff as always. We'll do it again at this time next week. In the meantime, it's Matt Waymire signing off for MLB.com Extras, Pittsburgh Pirates. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.